Hello, everyone. You're listening to another episode of the Print Life Podcast. And this week, we're kicking off the Q&A series from questions that were asked in our free Facebook community. And I used to go live quite a bit in our free Facebook group doing Q&As, and they're always really helpful to other designers and a lot of times questions that I just really forget about. You know, you look back on the beginnings of your career and sometimes the things I chat about are a little bit more of what I'm working through currently or what I've experienced as a studio. And oftentimes I forget about those beginnings of getting started as a freelancer. So this time I asked our community if they wouldn't mind me jumping on the podcast and sharing the answers to their amazing questions with all of you. So I'll be answering some of them on my own and some will be bringing on guest speakers for. I hope you enjoy the Q&A series. You're listening to the Print Live Podcast. I'm Leslie Kinahan, owner and creative director at White Buffalo Studio and founder of the Print Life Community. This podcast was created to offer insight into the hidden world of print design. If you're a surface pattern or print designer who wants to attract dream clients, increase sales, and build a sustainable business that you love, you're in the right place. With over a decade of experience, I'll be covering all things surface pattern and print design, sales, marketing, and mindset to support designers in growing a creative business. Whether you're freelance, in-house, or just getting started, I've got you covered. Welcome to The Print Life. The first question that I want to cover on our Q&A series is from community member Emmy Lee. I really want to understand the beginning steps when it comes to developing your skill set in order to become a competitive designer. What are the things we don't mention as much, but are crucial to the job, whether in-house or freelance? Things like CADs, fashion line sheets, recoloring, and the small details that make up the craft that we don't discuss as much. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Emily. So I want to begin answering this question by kind of just covering some vocabulary first, and also to clarify that When we talk about things such as CADs, fashion line sheets, recoloring, and things like that, they may be applicable to some jobs and maybe not to others. Whether we're talking in-house or freelance, it's going to be dependent upon the job. For example, if you want to work with a print design studio, you don't necessarily have to worry about CADs and line sheets and things of that nature. Whereas if you're working with an apparel company or a manufacturer or a brand, you may need to know how to help with other skills other than just creating prints. So it's really going to come down before we even cover any of this. It's going to come down to what type of job are you looking for and then what are their needs and how can you meet their needs in order to get the job that you want. So by saying The things we don't mention as much but are crucial, these things such as CADs, fashion line sheets, and the small details aren't going to necessarily be crucial unless you're trying to get your foot in the door at an apparel company or manufacturer. And since I started out in that space, um, I'm really excited to cover this question because it can be a really good start to understanding kind of the fashion side of it as a whole. 
and the whole process from start to finish, which I really love. There's a lot of different kinds of jobs you can go after. If you want to just paint and draw all day, there are printed textile design jobs out there where you can do that. If you want to work at a fashion company or a manufacturer where you're involved in the design process, as well as working with prints and selecting prints and things like that, you can look for jobs that kind of encompass those things. If you want to be a print designer at a fashion company or manufacturer, you may also need to help with things such as CADs and line sheets. So I just wanted to clarify that first before we dive in, because it's not always necessary that you understand how to do those things if you just want to design prints. Okay, so we're going to start with talking about, again, just the vocabulary, and I'm going to expand upon what she asked about as well, because there's a lot of different things that go into understanding CADs, line sheets, and things of that nature. When I first got started in this industry, it was at a company where I was a graphic artist. I was hired as a graphic artist, so I was there to work on their CADs, their line sheets, um, anything that they were going to share with potential buyers. I helped pop in the prints, play with color, and get everything kind of ready to share with buyers on their end or even to use in meetings or at trade shows and things of that nature. So I highly recommend if that is a direction you want to go, if you want to work at a company where you're a part of that process, you really need to know how to use Illustrator. Illustrator is going to be the main tool for developing CADs, flats, and line sheets. So what is a CAD? A CAD is essentially a tool that we use to give us a visual of what a collection or a delivery of garments or products is going to look like with prints, colors, and everything dropped in. This could be, for example, I was at a sleepwear company. So if I were to create a CAD, let's say there were 12 CADs in one collection and each CAD had a different print on it and with different solids that went back to the print. That's what I worked on a majority of the time. So what you would typically do is you would start by working directly with the designer who likely, in some cases, they'll do a loose sketch and hand their sketches off to you and then you turn their sketches into flats. Flats are technical sketches. They can be stylized and, and unique to you as a designer, or they can be a little bit more straightforward and technical, or the company that you work for may have their own flat library that you're going to use as a base to then just make adjustments to based on the designer's needs. Most of the designers I've worked with sketched by hand and then handed them off to me and I would create the flats. I've also worked with designers who like to do their own flats because their flats are stylized, in which case I would just pop them into the CADs and then pop the prints into those flats. So a flat sketch is essentially using the pen tool in Illustrator to create a, the kind of outline of a garment or the body of a garment. It shows all the details of the garment. For example, if there's some like a twin print on a garment or perhaps an area where there is solid and then an area where there's print. It could highlight color, button, length of sleeve, length of 
a chemise or a pant or a short, that's what a flat sketch is. It's essentially giving us a visual of what the collection looks like. Now, a line sheet is a little bit different. A line sheet is going to include a lot more information. It's going to let us know the style number of the garment, which usually you're going to get from the sales rep at the company. They usually have all of the bodies kind of mapped out in their own system where they assign new style numbers to new bodies and new designs that the designers develop so that things stay very organized. And style numbers typically are assigned to the style of the body of the garment and then there'll be some additional numbers in there for the print and then some additional numbers in there for the color. So the line sheet is essentially going to tell us what season, what delivery in that season, what style number, what color, what print, and then finally at the bottom we usually have some sort of a size run. So typically the line sheet is what you work on with the sales rep. So once you've worked through the CAD process with the designer and everything's been kind of signed off on, you've popped the prints in, everything's at the right scale, everything's the right color, the flats look good, everything looks good, then you work with the sales rep to make sure that all the information on the line sheets are accurate and everything is looking really good. So they can then take their line sheets to meetings where they're pitching the line to potential buyers or maybe they're taking it to a trade show. Now I wanna move on into discussing a few other parts of the process because while some of these items she asked in her question are going to be important, if you are interested in working at an apparel company or manufacturer where you're not just in the textile design department, but perhaps you are assisting designers, then it's going to be really beneficial to kind of understand the whole process from start to finish, just so you can kind of decide where you want to start in terms of research, or maybe you want to take additional courses or learn a little bit more about some other pieces before you go out and start applying for jobs. Though I will say I went to fashion design school and I still found myself the night before a job interview with a book I had just bought from a, from a bookstore sitting there changing up my portfolio, not really a hundred percent sure what it, what it was I needed to do or to understand or to know before going into this meeting. I think all we can do is learn as much as we can about the companies that we're going to be interviewing for, learn as much as we can about the role, make sure you're really dissecting the um, breakdown of job responsibilities and make sure that you're going after things that truly interest you and that you're not just doing what you think you're supposed to be doing, but that it's part of kind of a big picture vision. If you know that fashion is something that you want to do down the road and that you do want to learn the whole process, then getting a, an assistant job or an entry-level position at a manufacturer where you're assisting multiple designers is a really wonderful option to learn a lot of different things. And you will learn so much on the job, but I did want to cover a few additional parts of the process just for fun and just to kind of give you an overview of what that looks like. So a lot of what you would be responsible for as I walk through this entire process from like start to finish is going to really be dependent upon the job, the size of the company, how many hats they want you to wear. And honestly, once you get the job, 
it's going to depend upon how involved you want to be once you're there, how much you want to learn, what you want to ask to sit in on, and things like that. So typically, you have a designer who's creating the garment bodies, right? So I'll give the example of sleepwear. You have sets, PJ sets, chemises, robes, and there's an assortment of styles and bodies and prints and solids. So you have somebody kind of planning out the collection, the designer typically working with the sales rep to pull you know, past favorites or depending upon what season it's for will largely determine which bodies you're choosing, right? Long pants versus short sets versus robes or no robes and chemises and things like that, even fabrication. So you're going to have a lot of these meetings as the designer role. However, as the person coming in as the assistant, you may be in on some of these meetings and you may not because once they have decided on and approved which bodies they would like to move forward with, they're likely then going to move into print selection and then they're going to print decide based on those prints which solids they want to work with those prints, meaning what color solids to go with the prints. And you may be involved in developing these prints or you will likely be involved in the putting artwork they've already purchased into repeat or digitizing artwork that they've purchased from an artist. And we'll cover those two in a moment. So a print selection is made. I was at the third company I was at, we would put prints on the wall, all the prints on the wall, and then break it up into deliveries. Now, even being the textile designer, the graphic artist at the time, I was in those meetings watching, taking notes, because I was then supposed to go break up my CADs into deliveries as well to match up to what everybody is deciding in these meetings. So you have the designer who's choosing the bodies with the sales rep based on season, based on delivery. Then you work with the creative director, typically on depending upon, again, the size of the company or the designer to select prints. Then the prints are broken up into deliveries as well. And then you choose a solid color from each delivery to be your solids for that delivery that go back to those prints. And then once they've decided on delivery, prints, solids, bodies, maybe they've already assigned style numbers, they give you all this information typically as the assistant and you will CAD up all of this. Then once the CADs are done, we're going to review the CADs. Either you hand them off to the designer and the sales rep, or you sit in on a meeting where everybody reviews it together. Again, going to depend on the size of the company and your particular role. Some notes, some changes, they may have bought a new print by this point that they wanna swap out for a different print, or maybe they purchased a piece of vintage art and they want you to digitize it and then they're gonna drop that in. Or maybe one of their buyers didn't like one of the body styles or they found a new body style when they were out shopping and they want you to create the flat sketch and drop it into the CADs because they wanna swap out a body. Whatever it is, you're going to constantly be making changes and updates to the CADs and the line sheets as they work through the development process, which in my opinion is so much fun. 
once the artwork is approved, the groups, everything's approved, the bodies, the prints, the colors, the styles, you have the line sheets done and everybody kind of, it's been finalized by everybody who gets a final say. Um, you at that point, typically what they do is all the prints then are put into repeat. Now, understanding how to put a print into repeat is going to be crucial in a position like this because you're likely going to be putting all of the prints that they've decided on for the every delivery for the whole collection is going to be needed to be put into repeat right away. Pantone color pulled based on what was approved on paper typically and then you are going to prep all of those files that are now in repeat along with the color pulls and send them off to the factory for a strike off. Now, again, this will depend on your role and your participation in this process will depend on the job, which is why it's not necessarily something you can learn before you get the job. So much of this you're going to learn on the job. So once you put the artwork into repeat, you're either going to submit it to the factory digitally or in an actual physical package in the mail. And oftentimes they have a relationship with the factory already. You'll have a pretty good sense of how easily that factory can hit Pantone colors, or perhaps you send a color standard. So a color standard would be an, a physical card that you put all of the either Pantone chips or any sort of color swatches, fabric, anything that you have that you're using for color, you would create a card and that's your color standard for that particular print. You want to keep one and then you want to also send one in the package to the factory. So at this point, the factory would create what is called a strike off. This is like a sample of what they're going to do what it would look like in terms of color scale for the production run. So you're going to approve a small sample of fabric before all of the production fabric gets printed. So the factory will typically send you strike offs as they're ready, depending on how much of the artwork you sent them at once, which is why you usually want to send artwork over as it's ready. So then your strike offs will slowly trickle on in and you may be a part of this process you may not be but I loved sitting with the design team and with the sales rep and we would take the strike off we would take the original color card that we sent over and we would match it against what they were able to hit in terms of color some factories hit the colors right away some of them send you something and you have no idea how, how they arrived at this particular color set based on what you sent and it doesn't match at all and you have to send a lot of notes. Sometimes you get a strike off and you realize you don't like the scale, which means you have to go back to the print, um, make a note to reduce the scale or increase the scale by 10%, 20%, 30% because it's already in repeat. So you typically just let the factory know we want to increase this by 20% or decrease it by 30% or whatever it is that the designer has told you they want done to the artwork. You will then want to do this to the original artwork in case it ever gets sent out to another place for printing, whether it's for sampling or they end up using a different factory in the future. You always want to make sure that whatever adjustments you communicate to the factory, you're doing that to the original 
artwork as well. You're making that change, reducing it by 20% or whatever the note was. At this point, you send the notes to the factory and then they send another strike off. Once the strike off is approved, then they'll do either sample yardage so that you get, you end up with um, sampling and you can do your fit meetings and you actually have samples that you then take to buying, buying meetings where the sales rep is selling the line, right? Um, and then beyond that, you would go to production, but you usually only go into production once orders have been placed. But that strike-off approval process, whatever the sampling fabric looks like should be production quality. And you arrive at what is approved for production through the strike-off process. So if you are interested in taking on a job in the fashion industry where you might be able to offer these additional skills and some of this process sounds interesting to you, then I highly recommend learning the following. Illustrator, flat sketching, really getting quick with your pen tool and just practice, practice, practice. It's so easy to just go to Google and look up flat sketching workbook, flat sketching online course, flat sketching practice, and just start playing around with it. Even maybe even practicing enough that you find your own stylized way of creating flats. Flat sketching is a great tool to have in your back pocket, whether it's for a potential job or it's even for your own flat sketches to pop in your own artwork and take a look at what your prints look like on the body. That can be a really powerful way to review your own work before you pitch it to clients is to see scale, color, layout, and how it looks on the body, right? If you're more interested in getting a job doing mainly the textile design assistant work, which would be more to do with digitizing, which is taking artwork that's been created by an artist and making it a digital file, recoloring, which is just changing up colors for prints. There's a couple different ways you can do this. You can do it either through indexing or color separating and then playing with color. Prepping files for printing, pulling Pantones, things like that. Then I recommend really brushing up on Photoshop, trying to find tutorials about studying um, different types of repeats and just practicing, practicing, practicing. And be careful though, because in the fashion industry, Repeats are different than how you're going to learn them from somebody who's in the quilting space or somebody who is doing fabric collections. You don't want basic repeats here. You don't want to do just that little square box repeat. That's not what fashion companies are looking for. You want to learn a half drop. You want to learn fashion repeats because there's a little bit more to it. It's more about layout, movement, balance. We do not want to see where the repeat is. There is that bounding box. When you learn repeats in that little box, which a lot of fabric collections or quilting market tutorials are going to teach you, what ends up happening is when you drop that repeat into a garment or a body, you can see the line across the body where the repeat is. Fashion companies do not want this. They want a really nice sized repeat, like 18 by 25 or 25 inches across, 25 inches down. You can do 12 inches across, 25 inches down. But you want something that's more of a rectangle shape when you're creating your repeats because it's going to allow for a bit more movement on the body. And the reason for that size, typically, 
fashion print designs, even from a studio when we sell our artwork, it's about 18 inches across and about 25 inches um, long. And that's because if you hold it up to your body, you get a really good sense of where that repeat, where that layout is falling on the body without causing our eyes to see where the repeat would be. So definitely try and find fashion repeat tutorials not the little box because that's not what's going to get you ahead i believe in the fashion industry you want to and this is where it's really going to be beneficial for you to choose a market because once you're able to choose a market you're able to get a job at a company that's in the market that you want to be working in number one this could be women's wear men's wear kids wear swimwear home goods whatever market you choose you'll be able to then do a deep dive on what kind of layouts am I seeing? What kind of repeats? What kind of patterns? What are what are the prints looking like? Is there a lot of balance? Is there a lot of movement? Are they really more on the paisley? Are they simple? Are they more complex? Are they placed? Are they all over? You know, there's so many so much information you can get by choosing a market by niching down you can go narrow and deep on your research so that you can actually practice and get better so that you can go into these interviews or give get that portfolio out there that really speaks to your skill set and also speaks to the type of work you want to be doing some additional courses i highly recommend for anybody who wants to really dig in and really set yourself apart as a designer in this industry is to take another color theory class or take a color theory class if you've never taken one before. Take a graphic design class. Look into composition. Get books on composition. Take a composition course. Um, Get a Pantone fan. Start playing with color. Look at what colors are happening in the market you chose and the industry you're in and really get a good sense of what colors are commercial in your particular industry and what works best and and then try and find a way to infuse your own style into these things that you're learning where you can marry your own style to what you're seeing in the marketplace i will say so often it's going to come down to layout composition and color that's going to make or break a print and why not start training your eye now what makes you a competitive designer is to choose an industry, choose a market, do your homework in that market, study up on the types of prints you see, the layouts you see, the colors you see, and start to look at what's happening around you, what's happening on the runway, what's happening in trends, what ha- what's happening in the commercial market through the lens of what that market may see, through the lens of what potential clients, job prospects might need from you. How can you offer value? How can you sharpen certain skill sets or things that you do well? How can you get better at those so that you offer the best of what you love to do? You offer the best of you. That's what's going to set you apart. That's what's going to make you a competitive designer. And that's what's going to ultimately get you a job that you love and that you enjoy that you can learn from, and then move forward on the right path in your career. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Print Life Podcast. If you're a surface pattern or print designer who wants to learn how to 
begin, nurture, or grow a sustainable career in fashion print design, I invite you to get on the wait list at lesliecanahan.com forward slash links for the Print Life membership. Doors will be opening soon. See you there.